I'm going to be reading Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 to 8. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am El Shaddai, God Almighty. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I will make a covenant with you by which I will guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abraham fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of multitude of nations. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abraham. Instead, you will be called Abraham, for you will be the father of many nations. I will make you extremely fruitful. Your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them. I will confirm, confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation. This is the everlasting covenant. I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you. And I will give them the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. I will be their possession forever, and I will be their God. Okay, good morning. Um, it is a real honour to be here speaking this morning. Um, I'm Ruth, uh, for those of you who don't know me. I work here at the church as Family and Community Outreach Coordinator, which means that I get to do lots of fun, creative stuff working with our community here. Um, and today, as Jesus said, we're going to go on a journey with a man called Ab Abram or Abraham. Um, and we're looking at this story, which is from a really long time ago, uh, but it's one that can have a big impact on us today. So we find out about it in the Bible, the first part, which is called the Old Testament, for those who don't know, and it's in the first book, which is called Genesis. We've heard a little bit from the reading, but that was partway through his story. So what we're going to do is a really quick overview, and this is a snapshot, so it's not everything, it's just things that might be pertinent to what I'm speaking on today. Um, so who is Abram? Well, his name when we meet him, Abram, means exalted father. So maybe he has loads of kids. Nah. He actually had no children when we first meet him in the Bible. He's married to Sarai and is 75 years old. So if you have a little look on your chair, or you're given them as you came in, I think you should have a piece of paper with some pictures on. Or if you're on Zoom, it's going to be coming up on slides so you can still follow along. Um, these are so that you can colour them in or write on them or just kind of keep track with where we're going. Um, if you would like some colouring pencils, please put your hand up and Anna is going to come and bring them round. I won't be offended if you colour, it's fine. Okay, so the first that, thank you Anna, the first that we hear about Abram is in Genesis 12, when God asks him to move from his native land to a new country that God will lead him to, saying, I will make you a great nation. So that's your first little picture on there. If we could have the slide up, that would be great. So then God meets Abraham again, and he adds to the promise that he's already made to Abram. He says, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants that you will have. Now, so that's your picture of the stars. So, you're, so next, Abraham must be thinking, how can this happen? I'm old, look at the missus, she's old. And between them, they come up with this plan that actually maybe God means to have a baby with, an, with uh, someone else, Hagar. So that's what happens. 
But that's not what God means. So God speaks to Abram again and reaffirms his promise and gives Abram a new name, which is Abraham, meaning father of a multitude. And just to make it clear to Abraham, that is Abraham and Sarah who will be having these descendants, he also changes Sarah's name to Sarah. So, yes, Sarah can't believe that they can have a baby, and so she laughs. But eventually, when Abraham is a hundred, Sarah has this baby God has promised. And he's called Isaac, which means one who laughs. And then there's this whole mountain story, next slide, which we're not going to go into today. But it looks like God's plan's really falling apart, and at the last minute, God steps in. Isaac, we haven't got a picture for this one. Isaac grows up and goes on to have twin boys. Esau and Jacob, and then that's another story all about them. But the grand old age, next slide please, of 175, Abraham dies having, he dies content having lived a long and satisfying life. He's recorded in the Bible as a hero of faith. So today we're thinking about faith and what does a journey of faith mean? And what happened to God's promise? Isaac had twin boys, but that's not numerous as the stars. Well, if we follow Abraham's line, his family tree, through the Bible, it includes some names we recognize. Jacob, Moses, Rahab, David, Joseph, but most important of them all is Jesus. God born a man to live on earth with us. And because Jesus died and rose again, we can become part of God's family through Jesus. So as we're told in Hebrews later in the Bible, if we're part of God's family, we're also the descendants of Abraham. You may be sitting here thinking, I don't know what a journey of faith is, let alone want to go on one. You may have been a Christian a long time and feel you're doing okay, which is great. Maybe you are in your older years and think, perhaps God's done with me. Maybe you think this is just some old story in the Old Testament, it's not relevant, but I think there's something in here for all of us. I've been a Christian for a quarter of a century and there's so much for me to learn from this. So, as I said earlier, we're going to go on a journey, and I've got a few things ready to help me that I think I might need for a journey. So, I had a rucksack somewhere. Can anyone see my rucksack? If you're going on a journey, you're definitely going to need a bag to pack some stuff in. Anybody see my rucksack anywhere? Have a good look round. Be great if someone can find it and bring it up to me. Look backwards. It is quite heavy, though. Thank you, Richard. Sorry, it's a little damp. Great, now I can get set on my journey. Thank you. Oh, oops, breaking the uh, mic, sorry. Okay, let's put this on. Oh, oh, this is gonna be a tough journey with this on my back. It's really heavy. But also something else I might need if I'm going on a journey is a map where I'm going to. So I've come prepared. Here we go. Oh, that's embarrassing. I think mice might have got into this. Hmm. And I think that's a bit like when Abram heard God's plan. He tried to plan it for himself. And he thought, I know where God's taking me. He's made these promises, but it's been a really long time. Maybe this is the way that I can make God's plan work out. And he had the baby with Hagar. Maybe sometimes we think, actually, I'm pretty good at X, Y, or Z. Maybe God just wants me to push on through. 
And it's right that God does give us gifts and abilities, but ultimately, he can do more than we can in our own strength. So Abraham steps out of God's plan, and what happens? God meets Abraham, and he isn't mad. Instead, he reaffirms his promise with Abraham, whose name, can anyone remember what that meant? Exalted father, Abraham, sorry. So he starts out as Abraham, exalted father. Um, and God takes that, and instead of saying that's not who you are, he then gives him this new name, which you're right, it means father of multitude, which is kind of like a pumped up version of what Abraham meant. It's like our abilities and talents, God doesn't say that's not who you are. He says, with him, those things can be so much more. And what I find even more amazing is that God doesn't give Abraham this new name because of anything that Abraham's done. In fact, he messed up. And I can really resonate with that. And I think it's so encouraging. He asks Abraham to walk faithfully, but he gives him a new name before Abraham has Isaac. God says, before, before Abraham and Sarah have Isaac, I have made you a father of nations. He gives him a new name because of who God has made him to be, even though he isn't there yet. And what I love most about that is that when God appears to Abraham to change his name for the first time, we hear a new name for God as well, which is El Shaddai. And that means God Almighty or God All-Sufficient. So it's like Abraham gets this new big name to live up to, but God reveals himself as Almighty. It's him who can fulfill the name that he's just given to Abraham. When God makes a promise, this promise to Abraham, Abraham as he was, he revealed himself as Almighty, who is able to provide for that promise. And because the Bible tells us in Hebrews that God never changes, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, we also know that when God makes a promise, he will provide for that promise. So if God's made us a promise, he will provide for that promise. We see time and time again through the Bible that God reveals who he is to show he can be trusted to deliver. So at the very start of the Bible in Genesis, it says, in the beginning, God created. Before we know what he creates, we know he creates. We learn that he is a creative God. In Matthew 28, when Jesus is sending out the disciples, he says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So first of all, he affirms who he is. This is who I am. Therefore, I can send you to go and make disciples. And in John 4, we're told to love because he first loved us. So we can love because he first loved us. He is love. He doesn't ask us to do anything that he hasn't provided for. Right, let's continue our journey with Abraham, or Abram. Now we're off, I feel like I might wanna get comfy for the ride. So if we could have the next slide, what might I have in my rucksack? Can you figure out? Also, if you're on, on Zoom and you can figure out what these words might be, you can write it in the chat. Any ideas? Ruth at the back. Close, close. Second word's right, Anna. Yay! Well done. Right, so now we're off. Think I might get comfy. It's nice to have one of these when you're traveling somewhere. Maybe we are totally comfortable right where we are. Maybe you're sat there thinking, 
I don't know what you're talking about, but this guy met God, God spoke to him, that doesn't happen today. Well, Abraham was in the same position when we, we met him. He was 75 and settled, but God met him and said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. Um, whoever curses, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And let's remind ourselves of that memory verse again. I know the plans I have for you, for your well-being to give you a hope and a future. I think I've slightly paraphrased that. Um, so who is God when we feel like we're okay? He's the one that blesses us. He has a big plan for us to give us a hope and a future. When we're okay, when we feel like we're okay, he has more for us. What's something else that I might want on my journey of faith? Next slide, please. Can you rearrange this one to see what it might be? Shoes, yes. So let's have a little look in my rucksack. Oh, hmm. these look a little small. I've got massive feet. Let's try. Ah, no, you know what? These are some of Josh's old ones and they just don't fit. Bit too small, can't wear them. Abraham, exalted father with no children. Maybe we don't think the shoe fits. Maybe what God calls us, maybe what he calls us to, we don't think it's God talking to us. Perhaps we think he's got it mixed up with our neighbor. People often get my name mixed up. I've been called Reese a lot, Rita, Rachel, Luke, um, and even David at my wedding rehearsal, which is weird because if I was a boy, I would have been called David, but I'm not. Um, but all of those names that people have called me, I don't recognize because they're not my name and I don't answer to them. Maybe how God is speaking about us is so alien from what we recognize in ourselves that we don't hear, hear it's us he calls. We already heard that God gave Abraham his new name before he had Isaac. Abraham already had a name he didn't live up to. But God makes it even further from who he is. And Abram and Sarah both laughed at God's plan. We see time and time again in the Bible that God uses people who feel ill-equipped. Maybe they laughed at God's plan too. If we think about the story of David and Goliath, in the natural, the odds were stacked against David, but with God, he defeated the giant. It tells us in Genesis 21, the Lord was gracious to Sarah and fulfilled his promise, despite the fact that she laughed. She couldn't recognize that it was possible, but God was gracious. And if we look at the original Hebrew, it uses a phrase here that God took note of Sarah. And I think that's amazing. When we might not think that we're up to something or worth thinking about, who is God? He's gracious and he takes note of us. He sees us. He sees who he made us to be. And he knows we can fulfill that because we know he is able to fulfill his plans and promises. So who is God when we laugh at the plan? He's gracious and he takes note of us. Let's have another look in the rucksack. Next slide, please. Ooh, can you get this one? I am, I basically say I am in car, not fair. I am in cot, not cat. I'm in cat, not cot. I am in meat and not me. Can anyone see what that would be? 
Oh, somebody in Zoom, is anybody put an answer? Or if I missed that, sorry. Was that from before? Hoses, oh, from the last time, okay. Anyone got this one? Judy, yay, coat. Coat's a good idea for a journey. Now, a long time ago, I went to Bible school. Whilst I was there, I always thought I wouldn't work at church. Um, I was quite certain about it. Um, and in fact, when my role evolved last year, I was petrified. Um, as cafe manager, I felt able. And then when my role changed in the autumn, Marky asked me to be a bit more involved on Sundays. I nervously said okay, but ease me in gently, and I am definitely not doing the talk. Fear. Does it hold us back on our journey of faith? Fear's held me back, and I'm standing here this morning in the face of fear because I'm trusting that God is bigger than my fear. We might be fearful of failure, fear we have it wrong, fear, the, for, fear of the pain of losing something, or fear that we'll be exposed. When Abraham is, Abraham is fearful, God says in Genesis 15, do not be afraid, I am your shield and great reward. So many times in the Bible, God uses this phrase, 365 times, do not be afraid. In 1 John 4, we're told that perfect love drives out all fear. And where does that perfect love come from? God. He tells us we don't need to be fearful because we don't need to be fearful because who is he in fear? He is love. And it's not easy, but this cumbersome coat that would restrict my movement, even my view, oops, sorry, can be removed. He is our shield for our journey of faith. So who is God in our fear? He is love. And I think there's still something else in here. Can anyone guess this one? Yeah, watch. I couldn't tell how easy or hard these were going to be because I knew the things that they were. Got a watch in here. So let's pop that on. Oh, you know what? It's not telling the time. It stopped. That's useless. That was a lot of use, wasn't it? My watch. We went to Finland a few years back and we rode the sleeper train up to the Arctic Circle and then came back down again. We stayed there for a while. Um, and when we got back to Helsinki, we had to wait virtually the whole day for our flight. And we were so tired, we had our bags with us. It was a really hard wait and we just watched the time tick by. For all of us, the last 18 months have felt like watching the time tick by, I think. It's been tough. For 20 years, I had this dream, a destination of something I was aiming for. And last year, God made it clear that either it's still not the right time or that maybe it's not actually part of the plan. And that's tough. It's painful. And it makes us question, did I get it right? Abraham was 75 with the name exalted father before we meet, before we meet him. It tells in tells us in Genesis 21.5, he was 100 when Isaac was born. So 25 years of waiting just for the kid to be born. Um, and what about the descendants like the stars? It's tough, it's painful, and I'm not denying that. But who is God in our waiting? He's faithful. 
We hear about Abraham in the New Testament where it talks about faith in action. And it tells us there that Abraham and others who are mentioned in there didn't see the fulfillment of God's promises in their lifetimes. Because God had this bigger picture in mind. He reassures us along the way of what that is, but it took a long time to get there. But he was faithful to his promises. And if he promises, he will provide. So who is God in our waiting? He is faithful. All of this stuff that we put on in life, these things we believe about ourselves that might weigh us down on our journey of faith, hold us back, maybe stop us going altogether. I've worn all of these things, and there's more, there's lots more, but these are just some of the things I think we can pick out of Abraham's story. Now, I do love flying, and these days I'm trying to be a bit more mindful of my carbon footprint, so try not to do it as much. But when I was 19 at uni, we went on this art trip to Berlin, which was amazing, amazing time. But as we landed coming back into the airport in London, the plane touched the ground, braked really suddenly and swung sharply to the left. And like we all <laughs> lurched over. Then someone announced on the tannoy, something along the, these lines, we would like to apologize for the abrupt landing. It was our pilot's first commercial flight. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, but God is not a first time pilot. He invites us to journey with him because he has a plan that he can deliver. For us, it means to follow his lead in our lives and continue following his lead throughout our lives. Abraham died at an old age after a long and satisfying life, it tells us, because he had faith in God's plan for him. And wherever our individual journeys take us, and they won't look like Abraham's, I'm glad about that, um, wherever God takes us, whatever our plan, he is sufficient to fulfill it. El Shaddai, God Almighty, also means he is sufficient. So now, if you turn over your piece of paper that you might have been colouring in, you'll find some, a little selection of some of the names of God. It's not all of them, there's loads. Um, but this is to tell us who our pilot is. And if I don't need these things that I've packed because God has provided, then do I need anything? Well, a travel guide is always useful. So, get my travel guide out. The Bible, great travel guide. Most importantly, it tells us about who we travel with. So if there's anything holding us back, anything we're struggling with that's challenging us, have a look through this and see who it is that invites us on the journey. Who do we need to know that God is on our journey right now? Maybe you're sat there thinking, um, I don't know what God's spoken over me or, or where he wants me to go. And that's fine too, because there's some things that he speaks over all of us, names he gives all of us. And I think this is the beauty of God's faithfulness. He calls us his children. And that's a big name to live up to. But again, who is the one who makes the promise? He calls us to be his children because he is father. Not like earthly father, but Abba Father, Father God, who has a plan and a future for us. And this is where our story collides with Abraham's. When God promised to Abraham that his descendants would be numerous as the stars, that included you. 
God knew that Abraham's line would continue all the way to Jesus. That because of Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection, we could become children of God. And that is amazing. Just hold that a moment. Back when God made this promise to Abraham, he had you in mind. You're all called to be a child of God. You can trust your Heavenly Father for anything that you need. You can go ahead and write on your name on the plane ticket on your piece of paper on the front there, if you want to. And if nothing else, I think if we spent our whole lives journeying with God, a whole life, a whole journey of life, having faith in who he is, so that we can really get to know and understand what it means to be a child of God, to really get what, that, what that's about, what that means to us, to be a child of God, the one who is almighty, who is sufficient, who is gracious, who is faithful, who is our shield, who provides for all of our needs, who heals, who comforts, who knows the plans that he has for us, for our well-being, to give us a hope and a future. What a journey that would be. What a life well lived. If you're here today or listening on Zoom and you don't know God to be your Heavenly Father, maybe you don't know what it means to be called a child of God, maybe you wonder how to start this journey. It is simple. And if you'd like to stay at the end and speak to me or any of the others on the team, you're really welcome. Um, you can email me on uh, community at kensroad.org. Uh, Zoom chaps, would you be able to pop that in the chat just in case anyone wants to get in touch with me? So thank you for listening. We um, are now going to have Catherine and the band come and lead us in one final song. And let's use this time just to reflect on Abraham's story. Asking God, as he did with Abraham, to remind us of who he calls us to be and who he is, the one who calls us, our Heavenly Father, who provides for all of these things that he speaks over us. Thank you.